Throwback Thursday here on Gonzaga Nation SI, where we bring you a conversation with a former Zag. Today's someone who has traveled the world through the game of basketball. He's making Spokane his home now. Most people know him by one name and one name only, <laughs> and that is Kuso. <laughs> How are we doing there? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, without a doubt. So we were talking a little bit before uh, we hit record, uh, kind of about your time at Gonzaga. And uh, share with us, you were 06 to 08. You played on some terrific teams. You had some unbelievable teammates. But you had one of the most iconic games in Gonzaga history simply because Steph Curry broke out in a big way against your squad. Tell us a little bit about that game. (laughs) Oh, man. PTSD. Uh, <laughs> well, we were going to play in Carolina. As, uh, ESPN, it was going to be an upset. It was the upset special or whatever it was called back then. So nobody gave us a chance, but we went in there. We had our plan. We had Stephen Garden, Stephen Gray. And the first half, I believe, he had just 10 points. And, you know, I mean, it looked like things were going to work out. And then the second half, he went off for 30. And all I remember is just we tried everything at him. We threw the kitchen sink at him. He just would not stop scoring. We put Matt on him, Matt Bolden, Pargo. I think, who else did we? Everyone. It just, he just was hot, you know, and. At that point, you knew this guy was special. Special is definitely a word that's used to describe Steph Curry all the time. Uh, he's yeah. one of the all-time greats. Um, now, it's always weird to say, I played someone win, right? When you've yeah. gone on and played professionally yourself for a number of years all over the world, and then you sit back and watch him, you mentioned the term PTSD. Do you sit back and watch and enjoy Steph Curry now, or do you get bad flashbacks? Uh, you know what? Uh, in the beginning, I always felt like, oh, man, this guy ended my college career. I thought, you know, we were going to be one of those, you know, unsung teams that was would go far in the tournament. But obviously that didn't happen. But like later on, as I, as I started to travel, it and he started becoming Steph Curry. It became something, you know. It was like a conversation starter. I have there's this one picture on uh, or the uh, what do you call it? Google picture with me gardening. So I always could just show that to like young kids these days or like teammates. Yeah, played against Steph Curry and in my college career. So it kind of became something like a badge of honor when he became like a unanimous MVP, two-time MVP, all that stuff. But in the beginning, yeah, it was kind of t- tough to talk about, think about. You had some tremendous teammates. You mentioned Jeremy Pargo, Matt Bolden, Stephen Gray, um, a couple good guards in their own right. Couldn't slow down Steph Curry, but nobody in the world can. Um, when you look at the, tr- the trio of guards that you played with on that team, uh, where do you think they stack up with all-time Gonzaga teams? Because there's been a number of really good backcourts over the years. Yeah. 
I mean, with all the, I know everyone's biased towards his team. <laughs> and I know, like, it's, it always starts off with Stockton and Dan and Matt Santangelo. But honestly, I thought our guys were up there, you know? Like, Matt, oh, man, he was phenomenal. Pargo, when he got it going, he was on ES, he was on Sports Center so many times, I don't even know. And Steve was just, he was just so disciplined. He was so polished for a young guy, you know? And I guess like he got better after I left, even though he was he was pretty good. Like his combine uh numbers when we would do those, he was always, you could tell this guy something special. But like, of course, we had two guys that were, you know, I think Pargo might have been like a preseason All-American my senior year, and Matt was just going to be our guy. So Steven didn't get to play much, but later on he worked, you know, he worked his tail off and he became like, he was featured regularly. But I just think overall, like I think Archio guards, like I think I don't know how to I don't wanna, you know, <laughs> I, I think they're up there. It's a loaded question, that's for sure. Because you know, me as a guard, I could look at different front courts over Gonzaga's period of, of success and be like, Man, I I loved playing with Roni and Zach Gore, Corey Violet, Casey Calvary, but that guy would be fun to play with. So I get it. It's it's difficult, it's hard. Um now. The one of the unique things about Gonzaga's program is they bring guys from all over the world. Um, there's yeah. been a lot of talk about Gonzaga's success with Tommy going to Europe, but you have a unique backstory in that you grew up in Africa from Nigeria. You went to Tallahassee Community College and then you came to Gonzaga. Give us a little bit about your circle to get to Gonzaga. So, um, like when I was in Tallahassee, uh, or actually, I could go a little bit. We have 20 minutes. I could talk a little bit. <laughs> I originally came here uh, to – I came to the U.S. to go uh, to go to Rutgers, but the NCAA Clarence House, I don't know. I still don't know exactly what happened with that. So I ended up going to Juco in Tallahassee. But uh, Coach uh, Billy Greer, Coach Greer, he was recruiting me for like a year because I, uh, I was a fourth – fourth uh, team All-American in JUCO. And I had, uh, I decided to take a couple of visits. I went to, um, I'm trying to think, Virginia, Clemson. And uh, GU was the last place I, I traveled to. And it was it was in the winter too, so like <laughs> that's a <laughs> shock from Nigeria to Tallahassee to Spokane in the winter. Exactly. But honestly, what what sealed it for me was I when I came the other schools, it was like yeah, they were doing their, this the uh, the players were doing their thing, but you know, like the coaches had me on the visit, and then my host would you know talk to me about the program, and I went to a football game at Clemson and all that good stuff. But when I came, it was what really like Ravio was working out with Tommy, and he stayed. After, because like I got there late, I think my flight was late or something, so I just caught the end of practice. But like Derek was there working with Tommy, like it just looked like they enjoyed being around the coaches and enjoyed just playing basketball. While the other guys, I mean, I don't really know 
who exactly they were, but they just felt like it was a, you know, they had to do their thing and maybe they had to go to study hall or whatever, but they left immediately. But our guys, like, it just looked like they, you know, they enjoyed getting one, they get better being around each other. And I was like, hey, man, you know, this would be cool. And I also remember, like, the year before, um, Adam, no, 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 it was Roni. Roni was, like, all over ESPN because, I was, like, on the on the East Coast, ESPN, I think the Zags, we, they played at, like, 12 o'clock on the East Coast. So mm-hmm. it was always late. Like, I would always watch, like, you know what? This guy's cool with his hair and all that stuff. So, you know, it was just it was just one of those things I felt like these guys enjoyed being around each other, playing with each other. Yeah, and then of a con. Yeah. And JP was my host and he was a Juco guy too. So it was like, all right, if this guy, I mean, obviously JP is like the nicest guy and he's everyone talks about his work ethic. I was like, yeah, I thought to myself, if this guy, you know is here and he's really doing his thing here this would be a good placement so those two things so obviously they bring you in the middle of winter and you see practices you see the camaraderie (laughs) you see the chemistry you want to be a part of isn't there a part in the back of your mind that's like yeah but the weather is just not for me how did you overcome that to come to gonzaga (laughs) okay I I was I was a huge Pearl Jam fan, and I thought, oh, I might get to go to concerts or something out there. So you know that was another thing. So I don't know. You know, when you're young, you just you don't really think about much. And I didn't really care. Like I had family in New York, so like in the winter, I would go. I was kind of used to being in this in the in cold weather anyway. That's uh, <laughs> Pearl, you said Pearl Jam, right? Pearl Jam has yeah. something to do with you coming to Gonzaga. That's amazing. I know it was, you know, it's. I just was like, hey, you know what? I might get some tickets. I think I talked to Coach Coach Few about that on my visit. It was like, no, Seattle, like four hours away. I'm like, well, it's close enough. Yeah, but with with the practice schedule and you know with Coach Few always <laughs> changing things like two hours before practice of when it's going to start that, that probably isn't easy to plan for a concert yeah but it worked out though for sure it's like one of the best decisions that i made in my life so after gonzaga many gonzaga players have that thought they want to go play at the highest level for as long as they can uh you went yeah. overseas and is it right you played 10 plus years was it 13 years you played professionally overseas yep I played 13 of 14. I lost now. How many countries in that time did you play in? I know it's Japan, I believe, because you and Rob Sakure played against each other many times over there. But uh, give us a, an example of the countries that you played in and maybe your most uh, fun experience. When I left, I went to Ukraine. And then um, the team kind of like the something happened midseason. And so... They couldn't pay me anymore, and I just decided to stay. I was having fun. And then after that, I went to Korea, and then uh, I played in Canada for a little bit, and then I was in Japan for 10 years. Uh, And for, like, I think one summer I went to Syria to play, but I broke my wrist. 
So it was a thing, like, after I leave a country, they become a witch horn. I'm joking, but <laughs> it was a thing. It, it, it was happening. Like, I would leave this country, and then later on in the news, be like, oh, something bad is happening over there. So I hope nothing happens in Japan. But, yeah. <laughs> well, many, many years played overseas uh, in former Gonzaga players who've played overseas understand how difficult that is. And when you're done playing or when you're at the tail end of your career, you're starting to figure out what are the next steps? Where do I want to live? What do I want to do? What was the tug for you to come back to Spokane? Because after having traveled all over the world, I'm sure there were other places that you might have had connections with and said, hey, you know what? I want to live here. But Spokane was it for you. Yeah, I just always felt like I always felt at home in Spokane, you know, like I liked uh, the, the weather, you know, the people are always very generous to me. They've always been very kind of me. And I always felt like even while I was playing, when I would come back in the in the summer, I would come back and work out with the team. So like it was for me, it was always going to be New York because I have family there or Spokane, but I always prefer to be here because it was just slower and, you know, I kind of had some, you know, connections with the people here. And so it was an easy, it was an easy choice for me. To make. Well, when, way back in the day when we played, there was no NIL. So we couldn't go make a deal with a local business and make a few dollars on the side. Uh, even though I wish that were the case. If, if no, you, you were played, cleaned up. if you were playing this day and age with gonzaga and you had a chance to pick any business in spokane uh to get an nil deal with who would it be would it be a car company would it be a restaurant kuso you've got your chance pick your nil deal (laughs) probably well when i was playing here i could drive so i probably would go with a grocery store because i always i didn't know how to cook and i always get food but I don't know, maybe Safeway. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, the Safeway uh, right there on uh, Nevada Hamilton is exactly. close by. So that, yeah. that would have got the job done for sure. Exactly. So, Kuso, I appreciate the time. I know you got a lot of things going. Um, and uh, Thank you very much. Enjoy catching up here a little bit more about your story. Uh, have a good one, and thanks for joining.